Hey, we're back. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, I'm not even sure what we're going to do yet, but I'm actually driving. And I'm just... Oh, I know what I'm doing. We're just going to walk up here. We're going up to a trail I cut last year. I mean, when I say I cut it, it's really um, the fact that I trimmed it. It's, it's really a deer trail. And I didn't want to over do it, but uh, it's not that long, but it does go out there and get you a little further out there. So, oops, just reaching around for my headphones here. Um, yeah, it does go there, and so here we go. Um, it was fun talking about the Ravens. Like I said, I'm gonna, I think part of what I'm doing is going to be to try to introduce people to some of my friends, which are not human and uh, try to give them some sort of uh, relevance inside of the general context of humanity so that they can be appreciated for what they are as well. Uh, oops, just did a work trade for that. Oh, I got this guy. Hang on a second now. It's awkward. I got this old truck. <clears throat> and I just got it and it's sort of like seafoam green. And, uh, which is unique color. It actually affects your, how you feel. I mean, you walk up to it and it's like, whoa, look at that guy. <laughs> and then you gotta deal with it and everything and just take it on and try to like breathe it out and leave. But uh, it's got electric everything, which I'm not used to. It's a 94. And four wheel drive. But in order to get out, because the, the handle's broken, you gotta unroll the window with using the electric. Uh, you know the routine, probably. I don't have to explain further. Here we go. Now, this, I have to say, uh, where we're going here, I don't... I mean, it's kind of hard to give away your the places where you go, right? I mean, that's the thing about tourism and everything. And, uh, um, here I am. <laughs> You know, it's kind of, I'm like a shadowy figure because you can't see me and I can't see you. And I can reveal some of my favorite places uh, to you verbally uh, through my description and try to, um, you know, affect you with my words at some level uh, without revealing exactly where I am because the hordes might show up, right? The thronging hordes. <clears throat> who have no respect, uh, or I shouldn't say that, that's exactly wrong. It's hard to make a judgment call like that. Who have maybe not the same relative sense of connectivity to the earth beneath their feet where they're walking and the surrounding environment wherein they're pivoting their melons, like my melon. Right now I'm gonna pivot my melon up here and tell you where I am. And just to appreciate it, like, you know what I mean? So we'll keep this trail sort of a single file trail because um, we are in a sensitive sort of dune environment. That's why I like to keep uh, inside inside the cover of the trees a little bit where everything's hardened up and there's already deer trails. So, I mean, typically another bear dig there. Um, 
typically, you know, you're ducking your head anyways and just following the deer trails. And so you just open that up a little and it helps you. Uh, well, I don't need to do that, but I, I sometimes will bring elderly people and or other people who have some difficulties with mobility and just to get them out there so that they can also be out there and breathe in this, uh, you know, excellent ocean air that we have. Um, think how fresh our air is here in Haida Gwaii. Holy smokes, you know? And uh, I'm gonna breathe some in right now. that? See, because we're in the region, that's a chestnut back chickadee. I know the sound quality is not that great because of the wind and the waves back there to hear a chestnut back chickadee. But so I'm going to keep going a little further. We're going to have to go through a break here. If they start rocking, what I could do, actually, is maybe just drop down into the hollow of these woods right here. This is, uh, I didn't even think of doing that one. Just, the bears have been hanging out in here quite a bit during the summer. They're not hopefully here right now because I don't want to bug them unless they're sleeping. So I'm going to go on down here and uh, I'm going to sit in this quiet little spot down here. Let's see what I can see. Ooh, there's a big deer hole. Well, not that big. These things, these holes are being made by their snouts. I'm just going to, oh, they. Like, okay, let me first of all describe. I'm gonna get down here. I'm gonna describe to you exactly where I am uh, without revealing my location. It's kind of weird how I'm going here because I realize now this is where I buried my best dog. Uh, and I didn't even think of that when I was coming here. And for some reason, I just got pulled down here. <laughs> so that's the way things work, I think, in I actually feel that uh, there's a larger mystery going on, and oh boy, gosh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Anyways, it's too personal now to tell you about my dog, but that's just wild that I was drawn here. So I'm gonna go. Uh, Sit over here, just to be more respectful, off to his side, where I can speak. But he knows I'm here, I think, obviously. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a weird thing to say for some, or to take that in. Anyhow. So I'm in a thicket that just comes to the edge of the dune, inside here, that thicket is composed of primarily one species of tree, which is a Sitka spruce, coastal uh, dwelling tree up here. Uh, I won't get into them. That's a whole other one. But, and they're only right now, the canopy heights here is only about 45 feet. So this is considered like kind of a regenerative forest or a pioneer forest uh, at the edge of the sand dunes. So the interesting thing about this place uh, is the fact that you're in an ecotone, okay? And so what I mean by that it's a transition zone between uh, two uh, ecological sort of types. Um, I mean, just imagine sit getting in a hot air balloon 
sending yourself up about uh, you know 150 feet or maybe let's say 300 feet and you look down to your feet you would see um, on the eastern portion of where I am uh, the beach then you would see the sand dune environment and then the sand dunes come in closer and closer further in and, and then eventually it turns to forest but that forest transitions um, from sort of the pioneer forest which is at the outer edge um, you know into what eventually gets to the river and then across the river uh, the other side of the river that's where the bigger trees are so beach edge uh, sand dunes with dune grass and and all kinds of beach pea and stuff there's right here oh that's one of mine he turned around Hello. Yeah, see, that's the that, this is the dominant pair. You hear that? So, anyways, am I shouting? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and so in here at my feet, um, it's just like moss, you know. And the dune grass is, is basically been um, covered over by the moss, and the trees are shading everything out. And and the deer are eating the understory, but not so much. The understory here, here. Uh, Excuse me, like the lower branches and stuff are really thick in here now. I'm on just a regular old deer trail. See ya, bud. Love you. Can't imagine that this little adventure brought me to my dog's uh, gravesite. Which, it's just the. Uh, I can't even explain to you how things work out. I wasn't thinking about that. And I haven't found that for quite a while. Uh, I haven't been there for quite a while. Yeah. So, oop. Yeah, so breaking out of the understory and into open sort of broken patches. In the spring and summer here, this is full of fox sparrows and juncos and at a much lesser degree, flickers. Um, it's just that kind of environment, right? So, you know, it typifies sort of the habitats around here for some of those species. Oops, I'm climbing over an old barbed wire fence. That's another thing there used to be. Ooh, you gotta be careful here. This is kind of gnarly. My, we gotta get rid of that somehow. Yeah. Yeah, so now I'm out right out there. Walking between the forest edge and the... Just going north. Maybe I'll jog a little. Woo! Not really jogging. I'm doing these big, long strides. Because I'm out um, in the open. And right now I'm not harming anything because the ground is just kind of slightly frozen. And so I'm not even making footprints. Which I kind of like doing that, but not making my footprints. I love reading sign though, and soft sand's kind of good for that. Wet sand, I mean, it just depends on what you're doing. Snow, I love snow. Snow tracking is awesome. If any of you guys out there have never considered it, I urge you to consider tracking <clears throat> wildlife in the snow. And you don't have to go big, long distances and find a grizzly bear that's going to come and mow you down. You can, you know, if you're in an urban area or even in your own backyard, 
you can um, set up a situation where um, tracks can be left where you can then observe them or you can go further afield and get outside and go cruising like me like right here I see some upturned moss where the deer have been through uh, you know it's really fun foraging like you're down on your hands and knees getting mushrooms or you're um, you know it's picking berries and you're really focused on the bushes that you're picking berries with so you can't keep you can't really swivel around and look at stuff you have to be focused because you're picking berries but if you learn the sounds of the birds like I have I mean there's lots of people that are better than me or whatever though but I mean I do enjoy doing it and I have done it for a long time but listening while you're doing something like that like foraging you know in an um, area where there's a profusion of berries and <clears throat> you can hear the sounds of the birds and just identify them in your brain. Oh, there's a, um, you know, chestnut-backed chickadee or, oh, there's a bunch, it's a mixed flock. Chestnut-backed chickadees with the, with the kinglets, you know, and oh, Townsend Welvers too, and they're all moving together. And you can think about that while you're picking berries it's just a different type of connection. Another type of connection is picking berries and having a bear just stare you down. But, uh, anyways. Um, not entirely sure why I even said that, except for this fact that I'm trying to go for the stream of consciousness walk here because that's what I'm doing. And this is my commitment to anyone who wants to listen to this is I'm just gonna keep doing this. And uh, I'm gonna gather myself and become a little more uh, focused probably. And, uh, but essentially, if you, even if you listen to this all as one big ramble from, you know, you'll get to know eventually, if you listen to what I'm saying, you'll get to know um, where I live and some of the areas um, that I love. And uh, in a way uh, that I see it. And um, um, it's my privilege to share that with you if you're listening. That's all this is at this point. It's also a way for me just to engage. Like getting out into the woods and walking around. I don't have my dog anymore. Haywood's dead, right? And uh, you can't imagine if you're a guy like me with my dog who I loved dearly, uh, is now gone. And uh, so is my cat. As soon as my, I don't even like cats, but it's a wild one and it attached itself to me. Um, that's a whole nother story. But they, they, uh, she made it, managed to fight her way into our lives uh, through my Rottweiler dog and they became pals. And uh, she died like a week before he died. And as soon as she died, he just lowered her ears and he just lowered, lowered his ears and said, you know what, I think it's time to go. And uh, yeah, so he did. Um, pleased to have known him. And uh, you know, he's a dog and some of you people might think I'm just being, you know, whatever, but uh, I love him. Loved all my dogs. And uh, anyways, I, love all, I loved a whole lot more than that, but my dogs are special friends. Anyways, I've just got another big tangent, but that's just the way it is. Because it's a stream of consciousness, 
And what I've been doing is walking without paying attention. Now where am I? Still on my little deer trail, which I opened up. Yeah, oh, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, you know, making it accessible. You know, like, sure, I'm not going too far right now. I'm in a wild environment, but, uh, and it is remote. But uh, this little trail here makes it kind of accessible. I haven't done anything to harm anything. And, uh, you know, it's a good educational tool. Um, and not only educational, just like breathe it in, let it, you know. Trails are so important. I did live in a city before, Peterborough, Peterborough, Ontario. And that's where my dad's ancestors, you know, first, anyways, long story. But um, that's not what I'm really getting at here. But even around there, all the green trail networks that, you know, people fought, have fought, the city people of Peterborough have fought so hard to, uh, you know, get this established, like the green trails, you know, the green parks, uh, you know, all this other kind of thing, um, you know, establishing a land trust there uh, that, you know, helps to do conservation easement agreements because there's no other way to protect natural areas anymore in some of these locations because of all the different jurisdictions that are out over the landscape and so it's important I think from my perspective even in urban environments and I'm sure you've all heard this before gotta keep those green spaces I've seen some pretty cool urban wildlife in fact I would love to go to some I can't really live in a city but if I could find a place I would love to go spend time in some cities here of Canada and just do urban wildlife because um, that's all I tend to do when I'm down there visiting the city anyhow, but it would kind of do a, you know, a really good sort of city foray through the gulches of the city, under the, you know, whatever, where the skunks are. <laughs> uh, I mean, because I think it's important to even identify that everywhere that you are. Life is all around us, life is really important, and this is, I guess, part of one of my central themes when I exhale. And when I inhale, but I forget. I don't actually forget. I just hold it in my gut or whatever. But um, anyways. So that is an unspecific ramble, you know, through the woods here. Yeah, everything's kind of frozen, so it's hard to say, oh, look at all the budding uh, mushrooms uh, or the flowers that are just emerging and the dust bath. Out here, a lot of times, I'll see the our local grouse. And uh, you can read their sign in and around this sort of um, uh, sensitive vegetation that's in the sand dune environment because they can sort of scratch through it and dig down or a deer will have had a trail and sort of broke through the thin topsoil into the sand. And if, if it's kind of open there, the sun's hitting it or whatever, it's dry. And the birds will come in there and take a bath in the dry sand. And quite often leave a completely circular handprint about the size, or uh, body print about the size of your hand. Or my hand. And quite often you can see like the, the head bill and then the tail feathers in the sand and uh, a lot of times when they're kind of done or in their bath they'll take a little dump too so you'll sometimes see a fresh turd there 
if that's what if they've just been doing it recently so quite often you'll see these little turds and then you'll find if they're moving in a family group you'll find these little um, you know collective sort of sand baths in in um, close proximity to each other and then you'll see multiple little turds etc um, I'm looking right now uh, this was an old day bed of a deer I guess but I think the bear was in it too I keep looking for I keep saying bear because we had a lot this year and um, it's really becoming more of a focus for me because I have I miss tracking wolves uh, with my old dog not Haywood but Hercules and um, I've got to get into something else and these things are so obvious that it's kind of fun you know and they're big and they're just like you know these crazy creatures really like really when you really think about it crazy uh, I mean um, I mean the ravens for instance are considered to have intelligences that are similar to certain primates like chimps and orangutans so you got to consider that right um, and also the whole family corvidae right that would include crows well ravens crows um, uh, magpies, uh, jays, nutcrackers, and in other parts of the world, I guess what do they call them, jackdaws, and there's uh, some other terms from it. But in North America, anyhow, you, can, you get the idea. The whole family is very, very intelligent. They're social, just like I was describing before with the uh, ravens. And uh, yeah, so again, you want to you want to like read some interesting stuff, or just I encourage you to read a little, and also, but more importantly, observe a lot if possible. Just try to think outside the box. I don't know if that's really the right term, outside the box. Just try to like. Uh, well, the way I try to describe it quite often is when I'm observing birds, or I'm or any other wild animal for that matter. I try to. This may sound strange to some. But I try to achieve the mind of a child, sort of, and in a way, I had no mind. Um, and I breathe, uh, I release my, um, sort of my, my, my mental self in a way from observing so intently that it disrupts whatever I'm observing. <laughs> like if you're all crouched down and, you know, peeking up over a bush and something sees you, it's going to take off, right? Like it might stare at you for a bit and then it'll take off. <laughs> But uh, if it's kind of obvious you're there, but you got the mind of a child, you're breathing nice, you can look at it and then look away again. You know, know it's there. Like you might have a little flip in your in your uh, gut because you're like, oh my god, look at that beautiful blue-faced goshawk. But you don't want it to fly away, and you've struggled so hard just to get in a position to be here that you got to keep your cool, and it's observing you. Of course it is. It's been observing you way before. Unless it was on a kill or something ahead of you. Um, and so, good time to sit down. It saw you glance or whatever. And you just look at your feet and start sit down, start breathing. Swat the mosquitoes. Be low-key. It's observing you. Big deal. And you you might lift a, like start looking around, but don't look at it. It's watching you look around. You might swing your head around and kind of see it. Look out a little and then just keep moving your eyes. Because if it wants to, it's like 
right there in on your eyelashes. They can totally see what you're doing and way better than you can see it. And so it's interpreting your behavior. But if it feels that uh, you're a mellow dude, it might just sort of ruffle its feathers and sit there for a while and think about what it's going to do next while you observe it casually. Now you can spend a little more extra time focused on it before, and you don't want to over-focus because it'll feel the vibe. It'll feel your vibe, right? So it's the vibe I'm talking about. Yeah, so in terms of, um, I don't even know why I'm getting onto the subject now, but I guess this is the stuff I think about. So if you're, <clears throat> you're observing, you know, focus on that. So breath is always a good one. That's what the Buddhists say, right? In the meditation, people that go out there meditating. Um... And, uh, you know, breath. So focusing on your breath, that is a good one uh, when you're observing. And or if you ever want to get into the swing of things with nature is find a spot, some secure place that you feel comfortable that's isolating yourself into, the, not isolating yourself, that's entirely, that's the wrong word. That's bringing yourself, opening yourself to the possibilities of higher perception and observation of things that are going on around you. Life exists in a myriad of forms and it's going on all around us. I mean, our bodies are comprised of colonies of different bacteria. I mean, that's how we organize ourselves physically. Uh, but then, of course, then the synapse of wave-particle duality in physics, now I'm probably getting ahead of myself here. All I'm saying is, there are a lot of mysteries out there in the world. And certainty is not my bag. And while I'm walking the open road, or in the depth of the woods, I try to put my tingly senses into action and you wouldn't know it by this rant because my objective here is to um, you know relay this kind of information to you but guaranteed when I turn this off I'm going to put this little microphone in my pocket and I'm going to sort of sit there in the woods and then I'm going to breathe in and meditate for a while like I like to do to center myself I have to admit I'm being a bit of a um, a, what do you call that? a hypocrite um, it's the paradox of being human I guess um, but so I'll cut myself some slack uh, I haven't done this in quite a while no I haven't and uh, so I'm going to take a pill of my own medicine which isn't really my own medicine. Oh, there's the... This could be the spot. The, um... Remember I was talking about the mixed flocks of, uh... Chickadees, juncos, and stuff? Well, I think I hear them. So I'm just going to meditate, right? There's a beautiful, um, hummock here. Covered in moss. It's actually a bit of a squirrel midden there where there's a bunch of chewed spruce cones. But it's dry. It's at the edge of the forest. I can see out into the horizon, but nobody can see me here, and I'm going to get comfortable and meditate, and thanks for coming 
Um, along with me, if you bared, if you actually bared through that, holy smokes, good for you. Most people really don't want to listen to me because, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. It's just that in a social situation, um, when I'm speaking with people, uh, sometimes, um, how do I say this? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to mo moderate myself a bit. So this is me. What I mean is, it's been a long journey for me to get to where I am now. I'm thinking about stuff and uh, allowing myself to articulate uh, what I think without feeling too, uh, without beating myself up too much. And you know, I don't care anymore. You can laugh at this, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself right now. Okay, thanks for hanging in there and hopefully I'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Bye.